Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. Welcome back to the GrowMark Podcast. I'm Sam Spence from the Agronomy Division, and I'm so glad you could tune in today. It was a busy end of 2017, and I didn't want to miss an opportunity to highlight some of the interviews I shared with colleagues from across GrowMark, recapping 2017 and what they're looking forward to in 2018. In this episode, I wanted to share a few interviews from November, when I had an opportunity to attend one of two GrowMark Update meetings with our Eastern members. Here's a little bit of the discussion I shared with Herb Peacock, who is the Director of Sales with our Crop Nutrients team. Herb led planning and coordination for the events and kicked off the meetings as the MC for the day. Uh, in the East region, we have members in Ohio, Indiana, and Michigan. As you mentioned yesterday, we had our meeting in Findlay, Ohio for our Michigan and Ohio members. And today we're meeting with our members here in Indiana, all cooperatives. Uh, these aren't all the customers we have in Indiana, but these are member cooperatives, part of the Growmark system. They're not FS members, but uh, they've paid their dues and uh, they're doing more and more business with us here in the East region. And so we're anxious to come out and share the Growmark story and uh, see if we can't continue to grow business here in Indiana. Okay, great. And and so we actually are touching on different topics that span from agronomy. We've got Dr. Dennis Garzoni, who's going to be giving us an update from seed. Um, we're also going to be meeting with a few folks from across customer service and energy, Jen Jansen. Um, we even have uh, some grain and we have a financials update. And uh, is there anything else that I, I missed in that, Herb? Well, you know, Sam, historically we've been doing these for five or six years and they've been energy and agronomy, and the, the agronomy section was pretty well crop nutrients and crop protection. Over the last few years, we've started to expand our business, as I said earlier, and we're trying to bring in more of the cross-functional team. So we're going to include grain in this, some members of uh, customer service that we have in energy, and we're also including seed now. So this is a little bit different than what we've had in the past, but as business has grown and our members have shown an interest in more of what Growmark has to offer, uh, we've decided we needed to expand our agenda to uh, not only meet our member needs, but to show our members some things they may not know they need. Absolutely, and that's great. And, and we also even have some um, updates coming from our government relations team. Um, for those of you who tune in pretty frequently to the Growmark podcast, Matt Wetterston just actually had his most recent interview with Chuck Spencer, and he was just updating us on some key topics that he's keeping in contact with, uh, You know, helping spread that news across our, our Growmark system. And so that very important to include that in the updates today as well, Herb. It's always a highlight when Chuck and Kristen get in front of the group and share what's going on in Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana. Last year, of course, we had these meetings the day before the election and the day after the election. So uh, there's a lot of things to talk about in this past year for those guys, and they, they'll be on to anchor the program. We always put them on at the end because, uh, again, folks come to hear Chuck and Kristen. Perfect. And, and Herb, what, what role do you play with helping put together or organize these particular meetings, and, and even do you have a presentation that you provide? Well, I'm lucky. I get to coordinate, which means I delegate the responsibilities of who's going to present. And uh, we've been fortunate to get folks that really connect with the members out here across energy and agronomy. Uh, this year, we don't have our vice presidents coming up, but we try to mix it up and bring in some different people every year. Uh, the general managers that come from our member co-ops here like to mingle and get to know more Growmark people. And I think that's helped us grow the business over the past five years. Well, Herb, I'm going to try my best to catch up with a few more for folks today who are going to be uh, giving these different presentations. I appreciate your time, and thanks for having me out. Nice to have you out here for the first time. During the update meeting in Shelbyville, I took some time to visit with Dan Mahochko, Market Development Manager with the Grain Risk Division. We discussed a little bit more about what this area does for our customers, 
more about the brokerage company, our managed bushel program, and I learned about old and new crop programs. Then in the clip following my discussion with Dan, I'm talking issues with Chuck and Kristen from the government relations team. They brought us a series of updates and D-pad was still quite the topic. We wanted to hear from them about the impacts of the FS system and we also touched on some of the focus for 2018. We have had an opportunity to kind of talk to these members that are coming in. There's This is a two-day update event mm-hmm. uh, in Ohio yesterday, today in Shelbyville, Indiana. And uh, fill us in a little bit about what the highlights are that you've been presenting. Yeah, it's been very nice to be out here with the rest of the divisions. You know, grain, as Growmark has expanded east, um, grain is kind of just now getting on that getting on that path of expansion to the east and, and getting more customers for our risk division, which is made up of Midco Commodities, our full-service brokerage company, and also Agrivisor, which works with our member customers to assist them in their farmer grain origination. So, Dan, one of the items that you highlighted specifically happened to be about the Insight program, um, talking about managing, was it the Managed Bushel program? Yep. Did you explain a little bit sure. about that? Sure, that'd be great. Yeah, Insight is our managed bushel program uh, through managed through Agrivisor. There's a lot of managed bushel programs out there. A lot of different people have, a lot of different companies have their versions. Um, this is our program. We offer it uh, through our member customers to producers. And ours differs a little bit in that we offer the choice of four brokers. And they can choose one, two, three, four, you know, any combination thereof and put their a portion of their production under the management of either Agrivisor, Pro Farmer, Doan, or Roach Ag. They pledge those bushels. Those four professional brokers will manage the future side of that of those bushels and the price. And at the end, we'll exchange futures with their country elevator. The country elevator will work with the producer to set the basis, but it's just a way for the farmer to diversify, let a professional broker, a professional manager take care of managing the future side of those bushels in that production. And and what did you say those four brokers were again? Sure, we have, you can choose between Agrivisor, Pro Farmer, Doan, or Roach Ag. Um, and, and again, they're just managing the future side of it. So they can do that for old crop corn, uh, new crop corn and soybeans, or my, my favorite program is the long term. Um, that's a two-year program. So in that sense, the producer is pledging a portion of their 19 crop for the brokers to manage. And I like that because it gives the, the broker two years to, to manage those bushels and gives them a lot more opportunity. It gives the producer a chance to get some 19 crop uh, which he hasn't even thought about producing yet, but it gives them a chance to get the marketing program and process started on that. And for the elevator, it gives them a chance to already originate some 19 grain and get the grain on their books. So a lot of times it's the only grain, the first and only grain that elevator will have on their books for, for the next couple of years. So for listeners who may not be sure what you're sure. referring to when you say old crop or new yeah. crop, could you fill us in just a little bit on that? Yeah, one? I've been I've been in the on the, the cash side of trading for a long time, so I just say things and assume that everybody gets it. Um, so old crop would be crop that's already been produced. We just get either got have finished or just finishing harvesting that crop. And if if a member cooperative or, or just a customer has producers that, that haven't priced a lot of their old crop, the crop they just harvested, then this is an opportunity for them to let a broker manage some of those bushels and get some prices set. 
that program, the price will be set by the 1st of July, and so they'll have some price. New crop uh, refers to the crop that's going to be planted next spring. So that's um, both corn and soybeans, and we have wheat. Um, corn and soybeans are the big ones, though. And then the long term is that 19 crop. Okay, that's great. So we talked a little bit in the meetings about AgriVisor, you presented about Midco, um, and I just kind of want to revisit that because one of the uh, items that stood out to me was just kind of driving home that point that Midco is member cooperative owned and I mean really about relationships. Let's let's visit that a little bit. Yeah, we're, we're really proud of the fact that Midco is a cooperatively owned um, full service brokerage and that they have they've paid back patronage for 31 straight years and, and we're really proud of that we're 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 not embarrassed to say that we're we're very proud but you know the 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 people at midco the both the brokers the broker assistants the whole staff and both our offices really focus on on the strong relationships that they have with their with their clients you know as i've been in this business for a long time i've really come to realize that i i think that broker merchandiser grain merchandiser relationship is, is maybe one of the strongest ones in ag and i think that's because you know they're in a lot of contact they're dealing with a with a lot of money usually and and a really integral part of those members businesses and so our people take it extremely serious and they really work hard to develop a strong relationship so that they know not only about um, our members business and how they like to operate but really what they're comfortable with doing and some and that's how we develop a lot of our strategies is where's our members comfort level and and what are they um, you know what have they been most successful with doing I'm joined by Chuck Spencer the executive director of government relations and Kristen Falken the issues manager uh, with Growmark um, thank you both and today day two of the update meetings with our eastern region members and you guys are going to be covering some important updates with regarding government relations some of the work that you've been doing could you give us a taste of what you're going to be presenting about today so we're really starting off by giving, setting the stage, giving the scene of what's going on out there, whether it be elections, trends, and topics like nutrient management, um, uh, really what's kind of going on, what's out there before we dive into some specific priorities, one of which is DPAD, the Domestic Production Activities Deduction. So Chuck, you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yes, that's Section 199 in the IRS Code. And of course, that is a provision that the National Council of Farmer Cooperatives have aggregated data of impact and it's impacted $2 billion of total impact to the cooperative um, system within the United States. And for Growmark and the FS system, it is rather significant because it was put into place in 2004. It's a calculation that involves jobs and employees' wages as well as economic growth. That calculation and formula is important because then it becomes a deduction from your income and the dairy industry has used it very successfully, the co-op sector as well uses it very successfully, and it provides that added incentive to build a new fertilizer plant or to build new grain systems that we've seen in rural areas. And you know that's what we want to make sure that we're focused on is that cooperatives are good economic engines in rural America, and we want to make sure that that type of incentive system and practice stays in place. 
and in our current tax reform proposal, um, DPAD would be eliminated, this deduction. And so we want to see that continue um, as it provides great benefit to cooperatives, something that um, some of the other cuts or reforms, such as cutting the corporate tax rate, um, those wouldn't give us the same benefit that DPAD does. And so we're actually launching an action request here in the next few days, next couple of weeks, to reach out to your senators, asking them to keep DPAD um, in tax reform. Because as Chris has pointed out, it is anticipated that the House will pass tax reform with few, if any, amendments. Then the Senate's going to pick it up. So we're looking forward to informing and bringing up to speed our senators, and we need to do that across all types of cooperatives. So while this is a Growmark initiative, most certainly we're looking at it from a broad base of all cooperatives in the nation, contacting their senators, and that should include the farmer members who benefit from this as well. And Chuck, you just recently had your interview with Matt. You guys spoke about this and some of your efforts. Um, and then also with Farm Bill, I know that that was something that Matt covered with you as well. Do you have any updates within the last time that you spoke with Matt? Yeah, Farm Bill in particular, uh, we have then seen continued discussion of what's going to be important and prioritized uh, for farm policy. One of the things we've noted is that both chairman in the House and Senate have stated they're going to pass a farm bill by the end of 2018, which is when the current one it will expire. Uh, what we're going to focus on is conservation programs. And because of the intense interest in water quality within each watershed, Growmark has a technical service provider in a number of them. And what we're able to do is work cooperatively with the Natural Resources Conservation Service in providing expertise in nutrient management planning. And that takes various forms across our system. Uh, some areas, uh, the farmers are working very closely in developing an entire nutrient management plan that involves conservation practices. Obviously, every crop specialist works with their producer to develop a nutrient management plan. What we find is, is that both regulators, lawmakers, and particularly consumers want to know that farmers are taking the right actions at the right time with the right source of fertilizers and making the right type of placement with them. So for our principle and doing everything they can to assure the fertilizers are used by the plants and are minimize any type of out-migration from a field. Now, Chuck, you actually bring up a really good point uh, with the 4R initiatives. And I'm actually going to take that back a couple months because, Kristen, you worked closely with uh, Insight FS, one of our retail divisions in Wisconsin, for the, was it first ever 4RWI, 4R Wisconsin? Mm -hmm. uh, could you talk to us a little bit about that? Because that actually kind of dovetails really well with what Chuck just talked about. Yeah, so as I said, education is so important for us so that they actually know what we're doing on the farm, how do we manage nutrients, and it's a very complicated issue, but that 4R method of the right nutrient source at the right rate, at the right time, and in the right place um, is really a, an, a good concept that you can wrap your head around and understand kind of how we make decisions on the farm. So um, when when I approached um, the folks at Inside FS, they said, you know, we really think that we've got this public perception issue, and these are the folks we, we truly need to educate. So we're like, hey, let's partner with the Farm Bureau and, and do this um, educational effort for our policymakers and those who will be making these decisions at every level, whether it's the local level and county board officials, um, their state senators or state representatives, as well as folks from our agencies like DNR and the Department of Ag. Um, so we were able to host that field day at the Rebout Farm in Janesville, Wisconsin, um, and show them here's 
how we make our decisions. Here's how we use conservation practices mm -hmm. um, and some of the precision technology to get the job done. Um, and, and it was a really well-received event. And again, officials at all levels attended and were able to see um, what we do and why we do it. As I go back and listen to each of these recordings, I was thinking to myself, what a great day in Indiana. That was definitely a highlight from my year, getting a chance to learn from so many people from across our Gromart company and even getting a chance to connect with some of our Eastern members. On the next episode of the Gromark podcast, I'll be catching up with our leadership team in agronomy, recapping highlights from 2017 and what they are focused on for 2018. Hint, we're also getting into a few New Year's resolutions. Thanks again for tuning in to the Gromark podcast.